Jupiter walked to prayers today in the evening, and one of the things God showed me was someone here this morning, someone had taken part of your hair to a place, and the intent was to cause mental illness. And the person I'm speaking about is here. The intent is to cause mental illness. Of course, you may not know that this has happened, but you've already begun to feel that something is wrong in your head. You suddenly start forgetting things. You're not thinking coherently again. I want to ask you to come. Let me pray for you. I want you to ask you to come. I want to ask you to come. Let me pray for you. Someone took a piece of your head somewhere and it's already beginning to manifest. You're already beginning to feel like this morning anywhere this piece of hair has been taken Lord let your fire answer 
In the name of Jesus. Kalada prahatani bakushke dea. Mandeki papa barate ke pokushke brilete ibradoshka. Gentele breleke pekushke brilete ibradoshke. Lord, let your fire answer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The person with the kidney issue I talked about, are you here or you know someone with a kidney malfunction? A kidney malfunction. I can just pray for you quickly. Mommy, it's wrong with you. You can go back to your seat. So from the pages of my heart, let my worship be what was never ended to the God of all flesh. From the pages of my heart, let my worship be what was never ended to the God of all flesh. Oh, He's my God, He's my God. We have to learn that the Lord will teach you, that the Lord will speak to you. Ask the Lord to teach you to open your eyes to behold wondrous things from His Word. Open your eyes to behold wondrous things from His Word. In the name of Jesus. Mm. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Do I have people in church this morning? Yes, sir. I'll turn to one or two people and say, I'm happy to see you. If the person that is saying, I'm happy to see you, is not smiling, please don't answer that person. I'm happy to see you. Praise the Lord. I don't know why my choir people left you. My, my preaching style is different. Uh, no, you don't need to stand here. You can just hold some mics. Uh, so that uh, in case we are... Uh... Yeah. Okay. So while they sort that out. Uh, this morning I've been asked to remind us... What's the next? I've been asked to remind us that... Um, he is alive. Huh? Amen. And you can take your seat. That's right. Uh, how many of us remember that we are we are still in the season of Easter? Yes, sir. Huh? It's like um a lot of activities have taken over. Somebody said that this Easter is not Easter. Yet. to start speaking but I'm still getting uh, a song in my head. Sorry, that's how I, I teach sometimes. So it might need to be uh, 
Beliut nih. Oh Nisha, Nyan, you're the God of awesome wonders. A pleasure of your power. Oh Nisha, oh Nisha, Nyan, you have shown me so much mercy. Much more than that is alive and it is not just one of those statements we make you know there are lots of religious statements we make in church that we don't understand the impact huh? one of them we announce it every day yeah. Jesus is Lord but you don't know the implication of what you are saying you know when you call someone your Lord what does it mean that you are a servant to that person isn't it but we say and the first announcement is Jesus is Lord. And Jesus will say, eh, You see that, that man begging by the church gate as you are going now. Everything in your pocket, just give it to that man. I say, I, I buy the spirit that's talking to me. Praise God. There are lots of religious statements we make that we don't really care to think what is the implication of this you see this simple statement Jesus is alive is the bedrock of Christianity is the foundation of what you believe in hello Paul was talking he said in first Corinthians chapter 15 uh, from verse 7 to 9 first Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 7 to 9 he said if it ever happens that we find that Jesus did not die and resurrect. Then it means that your faith is wasted. It means that you are yet in your sin. 
It also means that all those people who have died in the faith have died in vain. Hello? He said, because if it is only in this life that we have hope in Christ, he says, we are of all men most miserable. Jesus is alive. Is a statement of fact. Is a statement of faith. That is what makes the difference between Jesus and any other prophet that have walked the earth. Hello. Hello. You know, there is a certain religion that keeps insisting that Jesus is just a prophet. But one of the things they've not been able to disprove is that he died and resurrected. And that mere fact is even they they agree that yes, he's a prophet, but he's he's the greatest prophet. Let it not be that we do not say he's a prophet, but he's the greatest prophet. Praise God. Because that makes all the difference. He died, he resurrected. And even though they paid people to go and lie and say that his disciples stole his body, till today no one has been able to disprove the fact that he resurrected. Can you put your hands together for Jesus? And you see, devil made a, a, a very big tactical mistake by killing Jesus. He made a tactical mistake by killing Jesus. That's what we want to look at. First Corinthians. Is someone there? Chapter 2. Verse 7 to 9. Can someone read for us? Please give him a mic. Give him a mic so that everyone can hear. Is there a second mic? Please. But we speak the wisdom of God. This wisdom is packaged in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom. Yeah, this wisdom is so hidden that, you know, devil has been searching. He couldn't find the source of this wisdom. It is so mysterious that even though it was declared from the beginning of the world, the devil was not able to decipher it. Yes. Which God ordained before the world. He ordained it before the world began, yes. Which none of the princes of this world knew. None of the princes of this world knew this. For had they knew it, assuming they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Assuming they had known the content of this mystery, they would not have crucified Jesus. But as it is written, but as it is written, I have not seen, eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, ears have not neither heard. Neither have it entered it into has the not heart into of the imagination man. of man. The things which God has prepared for them that the love him. Things which God has prepared for them that love him. Maybe before I even go into the message proper, let me use this opportunity to encourage someone again. Easter is a period that reminds us that even when everything is going wrong, that God is still in control. Do you agree with this? Yes. You know, it is easy for you to start asking God, where are you when things are going wrong? Yeah. Huh? It, it, I don't think there was any situation that looks, looked as hopeless as that situation. The disciples thought it was a joke. Jesus had been telling them since. 
See, they are going to, I'm going to die. They did not come. It was not possible. This man, with all the miracles he does. And so that day when they came to take him, uh, they said before, before he gets to that palace, he'll just do something, check himself, and he will go. And you know what? Peter was following. The Bible said that Peter followed and far off. He wanted to see the movie when it happens. Uh, you know the way they act it in uh, American movies? The actor, no matter what happens, he cannot die. Eh? Even when they catch him and tie him up and lock him and they're beating him, we're just waiting and let him do something now. He will, he will soon shake and something will happen. Praise God. So Peter was following Jesus like that. Yeah, he will soon do something. And he kept following. They took Jesus inside the palace and they were beating him. Peter was watching. This man, it's been three hours, you've not done anything. Collecting slap like this, like a common criminal. And he kept watching. And suddenly you realize something happened to Peter's feet. While he was there waiting for actor to act, and actor was not acting, somebody now came to Peter and said, Are you not a, a follower of this man? He said, Me? Ah, I don't follow failures. Though. You see what has happened. Peter had been, you, you know, Peter was one of those that believed in Jesus so much. To the extent that, I mean, when they came to take Jesus, he, he took knife and cut off somebody's ear. He believed in Jesus so much. In fact, maybe the faith even claimed to have in God did not reach Peter's faith. When Jesus told Peter, you will deny me, Jesus was telling him directly, you are going to deny me. Peter told him, see, stop, stop playing. It's not possible. I, I trust in your government. But when Peter started looking at that case, and it was obvious that nothing was happening, the faith in him began to die. How many times have you gone through some situations? And you that thought you were a very strong believer, you begin to ask God, are you sure that you love me? How many times? And so that was what happened. And Peter denied Jesus three times. Well, you know, there were some people that even had more faith than Peter. John, the beloved and the mother of Jesus. They had more faith. They followed Jesus even beyond that palace. Where he was carrying the cross, they were following him. They said, maybe, I know that now he's not strong enough to do anything on his own, but maybe he would just call angels. He would just say, angel. All he needs to do is just say, Angel. And a multitude of angels will appear and save him. Let's keep following until we see it happen. Huh? You know, this one happens in some movies too. Just when they're about to kill the actor, police will now come. And you know. So that was what they thought was going to happen. And they kept following Jesus. And they were hanging him on the cross. They said, No, something will still happen. Last minute miracle. And they stayed there until Jesus died. And it looked like all hope was lost. I'm very sure that even in hell they were celebrating. Ah! This man that we have been looking for since, we have finally caught him. We have finally killed him. 
The disciples gave up. Peter told his brethren, See, I'm going back to go and fish. But in the midst of this hopelessness, the Bible told us that God was working out a mystery. He says, if the devil had known, if the princes of this world had known, they would not have crucified him. I pray for someone this morning. That thing you are going through, God will work out his glory in that situation. of how hopelessly Jesus died. Did you know that when he resurrected, none of the disciples believed it? Huh? Luke chapter 24. Please follow me. Luke chapter 24. I'm not sure we'll be able to project so as I call the Bible verses, please walk with me. Go with your Bibles. Uh, so that you don't assume I'm saying these things with my head. Luke chapter 24 from verse 1. A group of women woke up in the morning after the Sabbath day. They say, well, as this man has died, the best thing we can do for him is to go and spray him perfume. Eh? So that when he goes into the afterlife, he will not be smelling. Praise God. Those women were not going there because they expected to see a resurrected Jesus. I hope you know. They were going to find a corpse that they can, you know, perfume and wash. Hello? And they woke up that morning and they got to the tomb. And they found that the tomb was open. And there was nobody there. Is someone in Luke chapter 24? Please. Read, uh, let's start from let's start from verse 5. Yes. And as they were afraid. And, and as they were afraid. So they had looked at the tomb and there was nobody there. And, found them and they were afraid. Uh-huh. And bowed down their faces to the earth. Yes. They said unto them. They said unto them. I seek you the living among the dead. Hold on. Because they had forgotten. Or maybe not forgotten. Maybe when Jesus was saying they didn't believe it was possible for a man to die and resurrect. When they got there and they didn't see Jesus, they became confused. And then suddenly they saw some angels and they were afraid. And the angel asked a valid question. He said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? You know, hopelessness will make people Look for living things in the grave. And how do I know this? A woman was looking for a child for many years. And the situation had reached to a, a hopeless level. And a friend told her, I know one native doctor that can do these things. And she carried herself and went there. And they started to do some incantation and mix things for her. She said that when, when she realized herself was when the native doctor now told her that after she finished bathing with those things, she will now come so that they will sleep. So that she will have a child. And she asked herself, if truly I am looking for a miracle child, is this where I should find it? 
Hopelessness has made people look for living things among the dead. And so the angel asked them, please continue, why are you looking for what is living among the dead? Yes? He is not here. He is not here. Please tell your neighbor, he is not here. Hmm. But he's risen. But he is risen. Remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Your problem is that you forget so easily. Can you remember how he said unto you when he was still with you in Galilee? Say, say, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands. The Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of sinful men. Sinful men and be crucified. And be crucified. And the third day, and on the third day, he will rise again. And they remembered his word. Tell your neighbor, and they remembered his word. Now read just the first part of the next verse. And returned from the sepulchre. Praise God. And they remembered his word, and they returned from the grave. The sepulchre is the grave. Until you remember what God has said, you may remain too long in the grave. The Bible tells us that a man that wandered out of the path of understanding will abide in the congregation of the dead. Hmm. He says, and they remembered his word, and they returned from the grave. If indeed you know that your God is alive, you will not be looking. You will not be searching for answers in the grave. Some people, they are going through depression. And in order to manage depression, what do they do? They go to start smoking and drinking. You are looking for something that only God can give in the grave. Because what did they tell you? They told you that smokers are liable to die young, is it not? But you are looking for a good life in a secret. Does that make sense? Until you remember his words, you may stay too long in the grave. Tell your neighbor again with confidence, like you know, it's saying Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. For that could not hold him captive, even in that grave. Jesus is Lord, even in that grave. Jesus is Lord, for that could not hold it, even in that grave. is alive. Is it just English language? Is there something that should happen to me 
Is there something that I should expect to change in my life? Because Jesus is alive. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. However, there is now a difference. He says, the life that I now live is the life of Christ. Is there something I should expect when I identify with the fact that Jesus died for me and has risen again? Quickly, because of our time, I'm going to give you about four or five things and we're going to pray. Are you still with me this morning? If you're with me, say I'm with you. Okay. What is the number one thing that I should expect to enjoy? Because Jesus died and rose. Something that was not possible until he died. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. From verse 12 to 14. Yes. Giving thanks unto the Father. Giving thanks unto the Father. Made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. Which has made us fit to be partakers of the inheritance to the saints. Yeah? Who have delivered us from the power of darkness? Who have delivered us from the power of darkness? And have translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. And has translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. In whom we have redemption. Through what? Through what? So if he did not shed that blood, was redemption possible? In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. The first blessing I want to tell you about this morning that you can confidently enjoy because Jesus died is the forgiveness of sins. Ah. Maybe I need to explain so you can understand. Do you know that there was nothing like forgiveness of sins before Jesus? Ah. They don't understand this one. Ah. Let, let's paint the picture. Now, I used to be in the drama department before, so let's see if we can ask this one out. Huh? Uh, okay, I need someone to ask God the Father for me. Now you look like God the Father. Look at the new candidates. Come. Um, uh, uh, we need a chief priest. Uh, I think you are, you are good. We need a chief. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, now, the Bible says that every high priest is ordained to make sacrifices. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 3. The, the purpose of the high priest is to make sacrifices, right? And the sacrifice is to God the Father, right? What was this sacrifice for? So, I want to, uh, this is the, now this is a container of iniquity. Hello? Uh -huh. Now, the, the people of Israel, before they can access God, the, the Bible has told us that God's eyes are too pure to behold iniquity, is it not? So, why the Israelites commit sin? There is a container that begins to smell, very rotten container, because the sin is terrible, is it not? And 
if we allow this thing to smell for too long, God feels vexed upon everybody. Huh? So, what does the chief priest do? Is come and stand by your container. Your job is to kill a goat or a ram or a cow, anyone you like, eh? and pour the blood on this container so that the smell will not be coming out, so that God the Father will not hear it. Praise God. Now, I need, I need Israelites. I need three people to be Israelites. Volunteers, if you don't volunteer, I'll call you. <laughs> Israelites. <laughs> okay, we have one Israelite. Another person. I need volunteers now. Hey, you, can, you can stay here. You cannot come too close to God the Father. You want to die? <laughs> okay. One more, one more Israelite. Is there only guys that are in Israel? We don't have any woman in Israel. <laughs> okay. So, these Israelites cannot approach God the Father because there is this container of iniquity. Remember Isaiah chapter 52, verse 1. He says what? For the, the eyes of the, the hands of the Lord are not short to see. Neither are his ears too dull to hear you. But what has happened? He says your iniquities have separated you from him. Are you still following me? The only way these people can receive anything from God is if the high priest is able to appease God by sacrifice. Have you, have you made sacrifice? What did you sacrifice? Uh, goats. Okay. <laughs> so by sacrificing these goats, eh, he said, look, before, you know, you, you haven't turned your, your back. You are turning your back before. Because your eyes are too pure to behold iniquity. So he just sacrificed the goat. And now you cannot smell it again. So you can turn now. Now, as you are turn, you cannot see your people. Now you can bless them. Praise God. But you see, this was not sustainable. Because as he just turned and finished blessing them this Sunday, they will go back and they will come sin again. And as they commit new sin, he begins to collect here again. And it starts to smell again. So, for them to come back next Sunday and receive blessing, they will have to bring another goat because high priest will not kill himself. How many goats can you buy? So, high priest will not tell them, carry your own goats and come to church. <laughs> now, let, let's imagine that all of you have to bring goats to church this morning. How many of you will still be a Christian? <laughs> Even if you love God, poverty will not allow you to become a Christian. Because by the time you, how much is goat now? <laughs> by the time you kill one goat every week for five years, you see a beg. Let me go and try something else. Praise God. So they are supposed to bring their goat so that he can kill, so that the father can turn and bless them for the week. And then they go back again. But John saw Jesus in John chapter 2, verse 9. He saw Jesus coming and he screamed. He said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So you know what Jesus did? Who is going to be Jesus for me? I, I should have quick volunteers now. Oh, Jesus can be male or female. <laughs> Who wants to be Jesus? Uh, 
Ah, people are scared. I need to explain this picture quickly. Please, someone should come. Now, all that this high priest was doing before Jesus is what is called atonement or appeasement. That's what people do with idols. Hello? You cannot... No human being, no animal. The Bible tells us in Hebrews... Uh, I think Hebrews chapter 10 verse 4. He says, For it is impossible for the blood of goats and rats to take away sins. It is impossible. It cannot take away sins. It can only cover it for a moment. Hello? Where is Jesus now? <laughs> so now, there was need. The Bible says, because there was something wrong with this arrangement, God saw that it was necessary to create a new covenant. Hello? If you read Jeremiah chapter 31, was that 33? From verse 31, right? Sorry, I'm just getting these verses from my head. It's also the same thing you see in Hebrews chapter 8, if you start reading from verse um, uh, 10 or so, right? The Bible says, because there was something wrong with this arrangement, with this uh, covenant, sorry, with this hybrid, it became necessary that there will be a new covenant. So when you start reading that passage in Jeremiah, it says, for say the Lord, the days are coming when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. It is not like in the days when I wrote my, my laws in stones for them. Hello. He says this time around I'm going to be making a new covenant. I'm going to be writing my laws in the tablets of your heart. And there will also be need for a new high priest for this dispensation. So see as this law this, this arrangement was not good. This high priest was removed. So we have, we have disqualified you. We have sacked you. You can go. And we have a new high priest. For now we have a high priest who is, who is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Hello? He was tempted as we are, yet without sin. He said, Paul was talking. He said, for, for the law appointed high priests who were imperfect, who would first need to make sacrifices for themselves as well as for the people. But now, the new covenant, there was a high priest who was perfect. Who all he needed to do was to make one sacrifice. But again, it could not be the sacrifices of goats and rams. Hello? It had to be a more excellent sacrifice to be able to remove this thing because as long as this thing is here, this man cannot get to where God is. Hello? And so what did Jesus do? He did not just cover this thing with the blood of a goat. Eh? The Bible says that he laid upon himself our iniquity. So please carry this chair on your head. Yes. He laid upon himself our iniquity. And he carried it to the cross. So let's go to Golgotha. Now, he carried our iniquity to the cross. And when they crucified him, they crucified our iniquity. Hello. And when you continue to read that passage, 
Jeremiah 31 verse 34. It says, Now, their sins and their iniquity I will remember no more. Why? Because even if these people commit sin now, there is no container where it can be sold. Hi. Somebody is not getting me. So, Paul tells us in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, he says, When we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Do you know what that means? It did not mean that it is just because of the mercy of God that he forgives you. There is a demand on his faithfulness and his justice. That you must be forgiven. How? Justice says, even in our today's law, justice says that two people cannot be charged for the crime of one. How many of us are in a legal field here? Don't law or something like that. Ah, it's serious. All of what medical doctors. <laughs> now, in law, there is a terminology called double jeopardy. Have we heard of it before? Double jeopardy. Who has heard of it before? Double jeopardy says that a crime that has been paid for cannot be charged again. Somebody cannot go to prison for armed robbery and the person did not steal again and then you wake up tomorrow and tell him you have to go to prison because you stole some years back. It's not possible. Double jeopardy says that a crime that has been paid for cannot be charged again. So it is the justice of God. When you say, in the name of Jesus, I am forgiven. God began check. Even therefore we check their book. This thing you did, did Jesus pay for it? Oh yes, he paid for it. Therefore you are forgiven. That is what justice demands. Because you cannot be charged again for that crime. Can you put your hands together for Jesus? Sorry. Sorry. You, you see, it's not easy to be Jesus. Praise God. Okay. You can't run the chair now. Praise God. So, forgiveness of sins. Sorry, you can, I think you can go back. Did we get the picture clearly? It's one of the things we enjoy because Jesus died. Now, tell your neighbor with confidence, say he's alive. Generations after generations keep praising you. You know what sons you are. Then I ask the Lord, what makes it you? And he said, Generations. After generations keep praising you, let no one songs you are. Then I ask the Lord, what makes you? Yahweh, the King of 
want to I want to run. I've talked about forgiveness of sin. Another one you would see that picture is reconciliation with God. Hello? Reconciliation with God. Because that division, that iniquity that has separated us from God has been permanently removed. The Bible now tells us in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, Now therefore, come boldly into the throne of grace. Throne of grace is not a place that people used to come boldly before. I hope you know that. Even the high priest, before he enters throne of grace, you know they need to tie rope on his waist with bear. So once in a while, when he does one or two things, he will raise the bell to tell them I'm still alive. Because if he does anyhow, even high priest is not covered. God will cut his neck. So the throne of grace was not a place people used to enter boldly before. But now we can come boldly into the throne of grace. Because John chapter 2, verse 2, first John chapter 2, verse 2, he says, For he is the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation means payment. Hello? I've already explained it. He is the payment for our sins. So now we can call boldly to God. What else can we enjoy? I've spoken about forgiveness. I've spoken about reconciliation with God. Now you can enjoy a relationship with God. Now that place we read in Colossians chapter 1. If you read it again for me. Verse 13. He says that he has delivered us from what? The power of darkness. Did you see that in your Bible? Please take your Bible. So that we are sure we are together. He says he has delivered us. From what? The power of darkness. I will tell you how important this is. In the old, with the old testament, the power of darkness was greater and tougher than the power of light. How do I know this? Part of the laws God gave the Israelites, He says, when anybody is contaminated, when anybody gets an infirmity or any kind of contamination, what happens? Immediately remove this person and take him outside the camp. Do you remember? Yes. It was so bad that even women that are menstruating were also declared uh, um, unclean. And so they would have to be removed outside. Why? The reason is so that they will not contaminate the clean ones. Is it not? You know, a bucket of water a clean bucket of water, all you need to do to dirty it is just to take a pinch of mud and just drop inside. And the entire bucket of water is dirty. And so because God was particular about the cleanliness of his people, he insisted that when someone is declared unclean, they should be taken out of the camp. This included sick people, especially lepers. Lepers were the worst kind of unclean people. Hello? So the Bible says that, in fact, you don't have to wait for the leprosy to manifest. There was a, a, a weekly check. All they need to do is to, once you see something like a scar, how many of us read the Old Testament? It's like it's only Psalm and Proverbs you used to read. 
He said, once you see something like a scar on the hand or any part of the body, that they should quarantine the person. Quarantine started in the Old Testament. It's not a new thing. They should put the person separate and watch the person for a week. And if they go and check that thing and it has expanded, then there is possibility that it could be leprosy. It is not yet leprosy. Just the possibility that it could be leprosy. He says, remove the person from the car. But then we see Jesus come to the earth. And as he was walking one day, the Bible said that the leper came and fell on his face to the ground and said to him, I know that you can make me clean if you want to. And the Bible said that Jesus laid his hands on the leper and said to him, I will be thou clean. What has changed? Before, if unclean touches clean, clean becomes unclean. But now clean touches unclean. And unclean becomes clean. And John captures it this way. In John chapter 1, verse 4. He says, In him was light. Sorry, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. He says, And this light shines in darkness. And darkness cannot comprehend it. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. What else can we enjoy? I want to round up. I'm not going to sing again. Uh, Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. I think that will be a final one. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. Hallelujah. Even as the Son of Man came not to minister unto Even as the Son of Man did not come for us to minister to him, but to minister, but to minister and to give his life. And to give his life as ransom for many. Who knows what ransom means? Huh? Replacement. You, you know when kidnappers kidnap somebody and ask for money, what do you call that money? So when you go and give the kidnapper that money, what is expected? He gives you the person. When they came to carry Jesus that day, he said to them, if it is me you are looking for, let these ones go free. The Bible says that he came to give his life as a ransom for me. It means that if he has given his life, then there are things that we expect the devil to release to us. Whether it is the devil, whether it is nature, even God the Father himself, there are things he needs to release to us because Jesus gave himself as an exchange. Are you following me? That is why when you say in the name of Jesus, you are calling on the ransom that has been paid already. And you say in the name of Jesus, I receive my healing. What happens? Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 tells us that he was wounded for our transgression. He was scorched for our iniquities. He says the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. So when you feel a sickness in your body, and you say in the name of Jesus, 
you are calling on the ransom that has been paid in exchange for your healing. And you say, let me receive my healing. The reason why some of us don't get these answers is because you don't remember his words. Remember where we started from? If you don't remember that Jesus has done the sins, you will stay too long in the grave. You will stay too long in sickness. You will stay too long in diseases. The Bible says, For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, for my sake, he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might be rich. Do you know the impact of that statement? He gave his riches as a ransom so that when you need to be rich, you can receive it. I remember what you've done for me. Your perfect sacrifice and victory. I remember what you've done for me, oh my Lord. So I want to, I want to, sorry, I, I, I need to cut that so that we don't take time. Galatians chapter 3, 13 to 14, still on exchange. Galatians chapter 3, 13 to 14. Someone read that quickly for me. Hallelujah. Christ hath redeemed us from the Christ hath redeemed us from the cost of the law. Being made a cost for us. Being made a cost for us. For it is written. Because it is written. Cost is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Cost is everyone that hangeth on the tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Now, because he had taken our cost, it has opened the door for the blessings of Abraham to come upon us. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Is there someone here you feel that you've been cursed? You feel that your life is operating under a curse. Maybe because you had a parent that you know kept saying negative things to you while you were growing up. Maybe because you know there's someone you feel from the village and those village people that have cursed you. If there's someone like that here, I would want to pray with you. Because it's one of the instructions this morning. He says, he has redeemed us from every cause. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 2. He says, as the bear by flying and the swallow by fleeting, so the cause causeless cannot stand. What does it mean? Cause causeless means a cause that does not have any basis. A cause that does not have any cause. So the first one is C-U-R-S-E. The second one is C-A-U-S-E. Cost, costless. Any cost that any man lays on you has no foundation because Jesus has already taken away your cost. Now I'm saying this for someone here. If you feel your life has been operating on the cost, we're going to pray this morning. Christ 
have redeemed us from the cost of the law, being made a cost for us. In conclusion, I'm just going to give you one more. John chapter 3 verse 16, he says something. He says that God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. So that we that believe in him will not perish but have what? Everlasting life. Eternal life. Now, eternal life in this context means a life with God. I will explain. Every human being, by reason of being a human being, you have everlasting life. Okay. Do you know that even when you die on earth, whether you are a believer or an unbeliever, your soul continues to live? Is it not? Which is why when we go to preach to people, we don't ask them, do you want to spend eternity? We ask them, where do you want to spend eternity? You don't have a choice whether you will live forever. <laughs> the question is, where do you want to live? It is, it is, it is terrible that people spend so much time trying to decide where they would uh, settle down. As you are finishing from school now, you are not thinking, is Lagos the best place I should settle? Or should I go to Abuja? Or is it Portacot? Where, where is the best place for me to settle? And yet, spend very little time thinking of where they will live forever. Now, that is one of the benefits of Jesus' coming. That through believing in him, we are ensured, we are covered, that we are going to be spending eternity with God. And so it will be wrong for me to conclude this morning without giving an opportunity to maybe one person, maybe it's just one person. You have not aligned yourself with God. You have not subscribed fully to this Jesus, to this eternal life. Every other thing that he died for will be wasted on you if you are not his child. Or maybe you've been there before, but you've left. It is time to make it right again this morning. I don't know how to convince people so hard to give their lives to Christ. Because my name is not Holy Spirit. But if the Holy Spirit have touched you this morning, and you know you need to make it right with God, as we sing, please come. You just have one minute for that. Say that no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Say that no longer a I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. See that no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I am a child.
Father King of Glory, we pray on account of this ministration this morning. Father Lord, there will not be a retaliation from the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. My Father, my God, ancient of days, we pray, O oh Lord, for your son that you have used to bless us this morning. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, continue to bless him and all that concerns him in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, that no weapon formed or fashioned against him, it will not stand, it will not prosper in the name of Jesus. Every evil tongue that rises up against him in judgment shall be condemned in the mighty name of Jesus. As he has ministered about Jesus, he's alive. Every area of his life, that the Almighty God Jesus will be alive. We stand for him in the name of Jesus. Amen. He will not regret of serving him all the days of his life in the name of Jesus. Amen. My Father, my God, we pray, O oh Lord, that the Christian journey, the Christian race that you have marked out for him, he will finish well, Amen. he will finish strong, Amen. he will not fall by the wayside Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.